Um, He's not going to spill your beer this time. Mm-hmm. He spilled his beer on one episode. Oh, and really? I wanted to keep it in, but didn't on make the guest? <laughs> no, on myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank God you haven't spilled a beer on a guest yet. Yet. Maker and Creator, the podcast about creativity and culture and how it affects us. My name is Jai Smith and I am joined, as always, by my co-host Alex Adams, also known as Ms. Darling. Hi, Jai. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I can't believe we're recording episode five already. Yeah, it feels quick, right? Yeah, really time's quick. by. <laughs> is it heading in the direction you first envisaged? Yeah, totally. I think, and I keep having this weird thing of like, oh, we should do more of this now. And like, I think now we know more what it should be. Um... I'm really excited because we confirmed uh, the founder of the Aria Awards. So that's cool. going to be really exciting if that's for July 10 recording. But um, every episode kind of is like, oh, I want to do more of this. I want to do more of that because I think we know more of what it is now. So. I definitely feel like I'm more in my comfort zone. I was really shy to begin with, I think. And now maybe the wine is helping. Maybe we're drinking more wine. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Just add wine. Yeah, add Your wine. I'll talk any more. Podcast. Yeah. Um, well, look, today's episode sees us talking to co-founder of Hempel, an Australian brand championing the latest superfood hemp. Georgia Branch, welcome to Maker and Creator. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, guys. <laughs> also, hemp and your last name being Branch. I couldn't get away from that. <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's <laughs> the first thing I it thought of when I saw a name. <laughs> has anyone else picked that up? No one has picked that up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, it's a stretch. Really? Yeah. All right. Okay, it's good. <laughs> um, so, Georgia, no, look. Up until last November, hemp was actually illegal in Australia. But I'm assuming that you and your co-founder, Kate Turland, had been working on this product long before the end of last year. So I'm really curious, to kick things off, I'm really curious about what inspired you to start a company based on a product that was technically illegal with no 100% certainty that that was actually going to change. It's pretty pretty bloody ballsy, if you ask me. <laughs> Just rebel without a cause. No. <laughs> I should probably say rebel with a cause when it comes to hemp foods. But um, yeah, we started just really loving hemp and particularly cage. Wait, wait, loving yeah. hemp. Loving okay, you can't yeah. just say that <laughs> no, casually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that sounds bad. But now what I'm going to say is going to say sound even worse. So basically my co-founder, Cade, he's been somebody who's been really championing the cannabis industry for a long time and that just makes him seem like he's been a real big fan of cannabis in the wrong kind of way for a long time, but it's really all been about the plant-based medicine aspect um, that's really intrigued him. So he was looking for what we could do in Australia for, for years pretty yeah. much. So investing in the US and, and other markets and, and wanting to have a commercial angle here in Australia, it just didn't happen. So when hemp foods looked like it was going to become real, and I've always been a massive, massive advocate of nutrition and plant-based nutrition, and I've been eating hemp foods for years when they've been labelled on the packet, like this is a body scrub or use this as a face mask and it's just slipped into my mouth. Really? No. What you've just like... Uh, yeah, well, you know, every, I, that's, I think, how everyone's been doing it who's been a big fan of hemp. So it's all been, you know, processed in a food-grade facility for years and sitting on shelf as a body scrub. So, wow. so you yeah. were eating body scrub is really where this began. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> how it. it began. You know what they say, if you're going to put it on your face, you should be able to eat it. Really? That's the thing. I, I think women say that. Do I've never know? heard that, but now I'm really going to What do women say that it. about? 
Can it go no. the other way? Like, what do you put in your mouth? You can put on your face. <laughs> Not always. Not always. Sorry, I'm being such a boy. You're so rude. Get out of the gutter. I know. I feel like everyone needs to like pull out an old Cosmo and do like an avocado and oat mask or something. Like that was the that was all the jam. I feel like I, I did this as a one. teenager. You didn't do that. An avocado oatmeal. No. You were probably yeah. too focused on like the is he really into me test. Yeah, like, yeah. Halfway you know, through the, the bag. <laughs> Ten signs that he really wants my attention. I did. I did. A, I've been doing masks this year, actually. Oh, um, face masks. They're okay. in the shape of Darth Vader, and they're black, and they're from Hong Kong. Yeah. Is it a charcoal mask? Is yeah. it one of those hectic ones that like pulls out all the gunk out of your face? Yeah. Yeah. And they you were, are hardcore. Is that is that too much? My skin? No, it's no. It's that's really impressive. I mean, yeah. that's kind of painful. My dad caught me the other day, and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't want to explain." I just left. It actually looks like a Darth Vader mask. Well, it's black. And oh. so it looks like a kind of dark, like, and on the pitch on the packet, it has Darth Vader on it. Like it's 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 real Star Wars merchandise. That's so masculine. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could branch out, George, and have yeah. uh, some hemp base. I can branch yeah. out. Oh, you can George ah! branch out. Ah! Ah! See, it works. Up. It works. So Another wine. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> so. This really came out of your personal passion uh, and your co-founder's personal passion mm-hmm. around health and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And health uh, for Australia is certainly top of mind. It's Massive been, trend. It's now been, you know, uh, and I don't want to say it, but a fad for years. And we're beyond fad people. It's like we're a very health-conscious uh, uh, nation. Why, why hemp now? And really what's been that battle before it? Like, because, yeah, it yeah. does conjure up. You know, you're out the battle, out, out the back, cutting open a Gatorade bottle, cutting your neighbor's hose, and lighting a bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't know anything about that. You know, that totally. Was, that was... I mean, we get, I hear that from customers every single day. You know, like <laughs> my top question is, is this going to get me high? And half the people are serious, and half the people are just looking for a reaction. That was like, actually no. one of my questions. If you have <laughs> enough hemp, can you get high? Unfortunately, not with our hemp. One of the rules is that every batch that you do needs to get tested for THC. So THC is the compound in cannabis that gets you high. Yeah. Um, so we have to get that tested in every batch. So unfortunately, no. If that was what you were, that was your angle on the hemp foods, you're not going to get any results. But hemp foods were basically on the ticket to get legalised and Fasans has been looking at. So Fasans is Food Standards Australia and New Zealand. Yep. Um, it's been on the ticket for them to look at for, for years and – the latest um, reason why it didn't get through earlier was because the police actually had some concerns about um, THC being part of the hemp foods and being present in the hemp seed and then people failing random drug tests on the street because they're having hemp foods and, and not realising that there's any THC in there. So there's not, long and short of it. Um, and finally, after years of lobbying by a lot of people in the community and, and obviously looking at overseas as well, where in Canada, US, all through Asia, Europe, hemp foods have been legal for years and years. We've, we've finally followed suit here in really? Australia and New Zealand. And it is, is it because of that connection that, you know, yeah, drug tests are aside, but it really yeah. is that stigma around something that's completely unreally uh, founded that's really stopped it? Yeah, totally. And I mean, it's really interesting. You look historically and up until the 1930s, hemp and um medicinal cannabis were used really widely really? and you know hemp as a as a fiber as a clothing fabric as building material as a medicine this has all been part of you know human life in the 1700s 1800s and, and early 1900s until there were these basically lobbying against having anything psychoactive and prohibition and everything like that. So everything <coughs> got lumped into this THC category and this psychoactive category when there's so much 
else to the plant. You it know? would literally be like banning mushrooms for psilocybin because some mushrooms yeah. have psilocybin yeah. and others don't. That's a really good analogy. You can put yeah. that on your Instagram. I can put that on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's actually really interesting because there's so much in the mushroom space, just a quick aside, and all these adaptogenic and medicinal mushrooms which yeah. have got amazing um, qualities around cognition and brain function and, and that hasn't been out in the floor until very recently but it's been massively part of Chinese medicine and yeah for years well in the US um, and I follow the kind of the hallucinogenic kind of medical research quite carefully yeah. and I'm kind yep. of a huge advocate of that it's and you you hit the nail on the head with that no pun intended because mm. I'm going to say cognitive <laughs> uh, but with its cognitive effects it's really been interesting the uh, treatment of depression as a natural alternative to SSRIs etc yeah and uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome in yeah. people coming from you know war veterans and things like that's fascinating it's still one of the only things that's really being cited as something that can actually undo another feeling which yeah. I think is really interesting with SSRIs you're literally blocking chemicals to stop an emotional or a mental reaction with psilocybin and, and uh, LSD, et cetera, you're actually starting to reprogram some of those synapses. And a lot of the, the, the uh, progress has been held up because of the idea of you're just doing this because you want to go get wasted and walk around in a field of mushrooms for a while. Yeah, totally. And I think that a lot of people, you know, based on the mainstream media, that's how they consider hemp, they consider mushrooms. And it's very hard to get over that prejudice that a lot of people have. And I think that, you know, if you talk to... 50% of people, they'll be a little bit confused about the difference between hemp and cannabis, probably even more than 50% of people. And, you know, what's agricultural hemp? You know, 90% of hemp strains have no psychoactivity in there or pretty much no psychoactivity in the trichome, which is where you find the THC right. and other cannabinoids. So you've probably heard about CBD, which is a yeah. cannabinoid that is getting a lot of attention at the moment because it's got a lot of applications for... Uh, research into epilepsy and treating those symptoms, mm. research into um, any neurodegenerative disorders like MS. Um, there's a lot of benefits which are being researched at the moment around that cannabinoid, which isn't psychoactive and, and has no known side effects. Awesome. What are some of the major criticisms that mm. people have had towards hemp or hemp in general? I don't I mean, think... You touched on them briefly, yeah. but I mean, is there anything that's been directed at the brand? Yeah, I think people haven't been so... Negative. I think that people have been more curious. Mm. Um, you know, what I've done tastings and things like that, you're in a supermarket or in a shopping centre environment and you offer people a taste of hemp seeds or hemp oil and they go, oh, this is drugs. Really? <laughs> and you go, no, 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 it's, it's not drugs, blah, blah, blah. And you explain it to them and they go, oh, no. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to give me drugs and that's not something that I'm willing to do. Wow. And won't even have a conversation about it. Some people are just completely closed off to the idea. And yeah. is it a specific demographic? Like is it older people, younger people or is it? Uh, look, it's mainly it's mainly older people and I hate to generalise, but on the converse side, it's actually people who are, you know, 50 plus who are really finding a lot of benefit from um, hemp seed oil because it's a really high omega-3 oil. So for people who've got arthritis okay. and any inflammatory conditions, it can actually help to moderate, from a nutritional perspective, help to moderate those symptoms. So they're one of our biggest customers as well. So it goes both ways. Because yeah. omega-3 is one of the things we start losing the older we get as well or we can't generate? So omega-3 is something which is naturally one of the biggest components of your brain. Yep. Um, so as you age, you're not – obviously everything starts slowing down. You're not replicating as much. Yeah. So omega-3 is one of those things which has been seen to be helpful for 
things like Alzheimer's uh, symptoms and and also uh, just as a general well-being. So, George, take us back to the beginning. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, was this your idea? Was this um, Kate's idea? Like, how did this? How did you decide to to get into this? Yeah. So, Cade came to me, and he had been doing a lot of research, and it looked as though hemp foods were going to become legalized. And they had a coag meeting, so that's the um, coalition of government meeting in April 2017. And about six months before that we started talking about whether we could do something in the hemp food space and just take a punt on it, start to get ourselves prepared in case the ruling came down that, yes, it was going to be legalised. So Cade's background is, you know, he's a PT. He obviously has had this massive interest in um, cannabis, all parts of the plant, so he's really knowledgeable in that field. And he's just the kind of guy that will go out and meet anyone, talk to anybody. He's super charming. He'll just enjoy people's company and, and learn. I had a background of brand and PR and social media at Westfield. So I was more the retail marketing type of site. So he came from this like real uh, dedicated interest in cannabis and I had more of a brand and retail FMCG slant in my background. So when we came together, we kind of had those two sides of the pie. So that's how we... Very cool. Yeah. So that's how we kind of got together and started it up. Uh, Great partnership. Yeah. 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 Like... Because totally. you need, the, I, it makes sense, right? When you hear you kind of need both of those those pieces to the pie, I think, to, to achieve what you've done. Totally. And I was ready to get into startup life. I've got another business, which is also, you know, getting into a bit of a niche. So I've got a mature age talent agency. So really? That's so cool. Yeah, called Silver Fox Management. So oh my I, God. Like, I love that. <laughs> wow, that's it's so awesome. cool. Yeah, so that's my other game and I'd, I just love finding a bit of a niche and just running at it. So when Cade was talking about hemp foods and the fact that it looked like it was getting legalised, I was just all ears because it's, you know, you're just getting in at the right moment and you can just have this massive runway to build a big, you know, build a big brand really quickly and and fill a niche. But even even more like, yeah, you get a runway, but you, you get to... Sh- define a category yeah shape it and i think it's yeah. like a brand marketer or anyone in comms 100%. like that is that is heaven ha- absolutely oh, and I, mean. I think you know what for us it's it's actually been on both sides of the fence like when you said that that's just ignited my excitement because we're all <laughs> about that from a new product development perspective like that's what we're obsessed with we want to define the category there's a lot of hemp ingredients brands out there you know you're doing the protein you're doing the seeds you're doing the oil and it's all just natural and cold pressed and it's great but we know how many different ways that you can skin hemp and how many ways that you can use it to create more functional foods. And we're looking at hemp milks. We're looking at all of the functional food blends that we already do, which are focused on slimming and gut health. We're also looking at, you know, how can we use the whole plan and go into other markets and do proteins with CBD and really start to do some interesting and different things in the category. And there's such a massive scope. Like considering that hemp foods have been legal in the UK and the US in particular for a long time and, and even in Europe, I don't think that people have done as much as we're excited to do at this stage. And that might sound really cocky and like, oh, you know, these little Australians, they've just started and they're all and cocky and doing all this type of thing. But there's there's so much, I think, in the wellness space and so much growth in the wellness space <coughs> and beauty food and all of these different things which people are now really, like it's past a trend. It's now about yep. people's lifestyle so how can we be using hemp foods as a key input to give people the functional health goals that they're looking for? Because you, you're essentially, even go beyond defining a category, 
having access to new resources is even bigger than that. You're right. It's around essentially, you know, industrializing is probably going too far, but it isn't just in health food as a category. It is in beauty. And mm. yes, it's all kind of under the umbrella of this is better for you and will yeah. have a greater benefit. But yeah, you're essentially getting the raw, raw materials to a whole new industry in the sense. Absolutely. And, you know, that comes with its massive challenges as well. You know, from a farming perspective, not many farmers have been growing hemp. It hasn't been legal. There hasn't been any reason for them to be doing that in Australia. As a business, we're really committed to Australian grown hemp, particularly for the Australian market. And a lot, you know, we're experimenting with different strains that are going to grow better in different latitudes. And it's just so new. And there's a whole lot of challenges in the processing and no one's processed hemp before. And it's just a whole kind of kettle of fish. But it's also incredible because the more you are on the front foot the more passionate you are the more you learn it, you just have so much scope to to really grow your brand quite quickly yeah which has been incredibly exciting as a brand marketer yeah imagine that's super interesting that you mentioned that you know you're um, proudly Australian growing because one of the things I was going to ask you about is you know I've heard about ethical issues around some other sort of health foods and trends like you know poor Bolivians who can no longer afford their staple grain of quinoa due to Western demand and the rising prices. I mean, I was going to say, is there, I was going to ask you, is there anything, any kind of impact, social impact that hemp has? I think the, I mean, social impact that hemp has is pretty much by and large positive at the moment. Um, Interestingly, I mean, hemp is grown all over the world. So there's a huge amount of hemp grown in France, a lot grown in, um, Canada. Canada is one of the leading markets in hemp, uh, a lot grown in China as well. But hemp foods are one of those things that it's still a good price value from the farm gate. So it's not, it's commoditized, but it's not so commoditized that the Mm. farmers are getting a bad end of the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also something which is reasonably nourishing for the soil. So you're not depleting the soil as much as you would be if you were planting soy or cotton and things like that. So Um, other types of crops that they could be growing, you're actually getting a much more sustainable growth pattern for for hemp as opposed to other types of things. So there's a lot of interest and, you know, at the moment there's a lot of interest from sugar farm, sorry, sugar cane farmers up in Queensland who are reducing the amount of sugar cane they're growing because the demand's lessening and looking at hemp because you can potentially get two cycles of growing hemp a year up in Queensland, which could be great for those guys. So there's a lot of there's just a lot of research and development happening at the moment in Australia and enough interest from farmers that we think that we can create a really sustainable industry. And now we're getting a lot of these kind of bioregenerative farmers who are wanting to get on board. So, um, you know, they'll do a cycle. So they'll have hemp foods, sorry, hemp growing, and then they'll plant radishes, for instance, next, which radishes help to re-nitrogenate the soil so that you can plant another round of hemp afterwards. So it's all without any kind of sprays or chemicals or fertilizers. Cool. It's just completely self-sustaining. Super interesting space. Yeah. Wow. Where are your farms in Australia? All over at the moment. So we we don't own our farms. We work directly with farmers kind of at the farm gate or there's also some consortiums of farmers who kind of all work together and then they'll have a representative who mm-hmm. sell for them. So we've got growing happening a lot in Tassie and, and Tassie's really got behind it. CWA and Tassie's really got behind hemp foods and growing <laughs> hemp foods and things like that, which is awesome. Um, they were doing, what were they doing? They were doing like hemp seed pancakes and things. I've probably got that wrong, but they had a whole like <laughs> CWA um, event, which was all about hemp foods and they're not doing scones anymore. They're doing hemp. It was awesome to see. 
Um, and then there's a lot growing out in the Western District in Victoria. There's quite a bit happening in northern New South Wales and, and Queensland's also getting on board as well now. So it's really right up that east coast. You know, a lot of people don't know that medicinal cannabis is actually legal in Australia. Um, so... I did not know that. You didn't know that. But also, I didn't know hemp was illegal. Because I'm sure I'm sure I've got hemp shorts that I've bought at a yeah, festival. Yeah, but oh, yeah, of you, course. Like, it's hemp clothing. clothing has been legal for ages. Wait, yeah. you have hemp shorts? Can we just go back to the fact that you have very <laughs> hemp shorts? It's <laughs> <laughs> it came out of my mouth. I went, I got away with that. Yeah, I got away with no, that. you didn't. Let's just hone in on the fact um, that you have some hemp shorts. What do they look like, Jai? They, they're in olive colour. Oh. Oh, yeah. And they're, you know what the worst thing is? They're Are they a three- bit too long? They're three quarters. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Only Rafael Nadal's allowed to do that. Oh. He doesn't even do that anymore. You, you know, you got to have the, the half calves for it, you know. It's do you need a, like a little bucket hat or something? And a, a Okay, singlet? well, that was my favourite era of music if we're talking about <laughs> Limp Bizkit here. Let's, let's, let's be really clear. All right, well, let's keep moving. I'm on from uh, your hemp pants. So, yeah, hemp clothing is, there's nothing wrong there, but no. hemp. Um, food has only been right. legalised la- end of last year. Yeah. So I want to know, I mean, if it took this long to legalise <sighs> hemp foods, how long is it going to take to legalise recreational? And actually, I didn't know either that the um, medicinal Medicine, marijuana yeah. Yeah. had been legalised. When was that in Australia? I can't remember. It's been a few years. It's been, no, it's been years. It's been years that it's and been where legal. where do you get so, it from? So that's the thing. So it's highly, highly regulated. Um, basically, there's a scheme where um, certain practitioners, very highly specialised physicians are able to apply to be able to prescribe medicinal cannabis for specific kinds of patients. So I think there's something like 80 registered physicians in the country and they're not allowed to market or promote or disclose in any way without going through all other, you know, measures and, and all different avenues until that's the very last resort, basically. And And then there's like 240 patients Oh, and what does it look like when you're like, yeah, cool, I get some medicinal marijuana. Is it like, yeah. here's a bag? Like, <laughs> Is yeah. it pre-roll? Is, is, it, is, or is it oil? Like, yeah, do they? I've never been given medicinal cannabis before. I think, um, yeah, you can, you can roll a joint. So, Georgia, tell us about the products that you've already got with Hempel. S- yes. So, we do... Hemp oil, cold-pressed hemp seed oil, hemp seeds, so dehulled hemp seeds. So you take the hard casing off the hemp seed and basically you're left with this nutty, buttery heart. Which Wait a minute, so what does it look heart. like? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah go like, back. That, that go what back. does it look like? like I know. Yeah. Tell us. So it's like a tiny little baby seed. It's about, I don't know, a quarter of the size of your pinky finger, depending on how big your pinky finger is. I'm looking at my own. Maybe okay. a little bit bigger for you, Jay. Um, what does... Is it a big pot plant? Hemp, what does hemp look like? Yeah, it looks. Like, well, I mean, the plant looks exactly like your stereotypical cannabis plant. Cypress so Hill exact, plot plant, exactly. Um, Snoop Dogg, like everything about his film clips, is what the hemp plant looks like. Wow. Um, and then you've got the seed. So basically, it's a tiny. It's a really small seed. It's probably about two and a half millimeters by two and a half millimeters, and it's a reasonably round looking thing. So okay, so the I'm seeds. Googling. Yeah, yeah, the seeds have a Google. don't get you high. It's the leaf that gets you high. No, the leaf um, does not get you high. It's <laughs> so I'm all Your conviction then was so good. So it's not. <laughs> it's the leaf. No, it's really funny. It's like, why is the picture of the leaf so prominent when that's not even what gets you high? I guess because what gets you high is the trichome. So it's the, the bud, which is like this gnarly kind of, fluffy looking thing that grows on the hemp plant. 
Um, it's oh, actually really interesting. Yeah, you look okay. at it under a microscope, and it actually just kind of sparkles and looks quite amazing. So, and it's a it's a fractal, right? It's one of the fractal patterns. Those crystals that are actually within the THC is a fractal pattern, yes. so it just keeps extending. And what doubles. the hell? How do you know so much about that? Wow, that's that's a different. That's a okay. different <laughs> so then you've got the, the leaf that is just the icon that does nothing. You've yeah, got the, the bud, the which gets you high, and then yes. you've got the seed, the seed which has health benefits. Exactly. So yeah, that's a picture of the seed. So it's kind of. It's always I mean, it's great a, having pictures on like podcast. It looks like a seed. It looks like a tiny little seed. Um, so it, it's not a super exciting thing to look no, at, but very the boring. health benefits are very exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then you take the seed. Yeah. So yep. to, to get, what do you do? So basically to get your core products, which are the main ones on the market at the moment, you have a cold pressing process. So when you cold press the whole seed, on one side you're getting the oil, so just similar to how you'd get an olive oil press. One side you're getting an oil and the other side you get this fibrous pulp which is milled and sifted to create hemp seed protein. Um, oh. And then, yeah, so it'll have kind of hull and it's also got the some residual omegas from the oil and it's a, a naturally high protein source. So hemp's the second highest plant protein source and Following after soy, soy. Is it pea? yeah, soy. soy. Okay, pea is what's pea protein? I mean, I don't know the exact protein content of a pea, but it's not a high protein content. To to get to a pea protein, there's so much, so many steps between the pea that you would eat Honestly, as peas and I, the protein powder. It is bananas. So hemp is naturally high in protein. So that's why people love it because it's super clean. There's no isolation processes. There's no chemical processes that happen to get to that protein. It's just a cold press, mill, and sift. I feel like you're demystifying so many things. Yeah, I feel like, like there's so much bullshit out there in the pea protein. Thing. I won't eat on principle. I'm like, I'm a man. I'm not going to eat peas for my protein. Well, I and I know that's bad dumb. about having my normal, you know, dairy protein because people are like, it's you know, should have plant based, pea based protein. Oh, yeah. that's like, it just tastes like shit as well. I don't really want to have it. Are you a vegetarian yeah. or a vegan? No, I'm um, I, I'm a flexitarian like most people, so I, I'm mainly plant based. Yeah. Right. But then you know, every now and then, if I go to a really special restaurant, I'll go nuts. Would you eat bacon jam? We're hiding, Ooh, we're hiding, we're hiding jam? bacon jam from you because <laughs> I was bacon hung- jam. It's exactly what it sounds like. Do you want it's some? It's insanely good. I put it over behind jam. the Pepsi can. <laughs> we, we were eating bacon jam and toast before, and I was like, "Oh, Jim, put it away." Yeah. So it's bacon. Is it bacon and sugar? Uh, anyway, <laughs> the bacon jam is anyway, delicious. It's good. But back yeah. to um, yeah, sorry. Back to <laughs> back to protein. Yes. Okay, so. Yours, fuck pea protein. Yeah, fuck pea protein. <laughs> and bacon jam's delicious. And you have protein. Yes. Which um, is here. And yes, yeah, which we've got some protein here. And what other products have you got? So we've got the protein, the hulled seeds, the oil, and then we also do these functional food blends, which are based on the proteins, but they have specific functions. So what does the oil do? So the oil is basically a high omega-3 and also omega-6 oil, but it's in the right ratio. So you'd use it as an alternative to olive oil. So it's got 40% less saturated fats than olive oil. It's got this kind of nutty, buttery flavour. We've actually just got a new cold pressing process, which makes it taste almost like roasted hazelnuts. It tastes really awesome. Wow. Um, Because a lot of people don't love the grassiness of a typical cold pressed hemp seed oil. It's got this, yeah, it's got a little bit of a grassy note to it. Like kale, which I can't stand. Yeah. Are you a kale fan? Yeah, I like like. Um, but do you eat kale because you think you should eat kale? No, I, if you put it, if you make kale crisps and you put it in the oven with like oh, I've had one of those. Yeah, you covered in salt as we've discussed. Yeah, yes, salt, salt and some oil, or maybe hemp oil. 
Pinpoint? Could that be good? Could that be a new recipe? No. I mean, you probably the the thing is with any kind of um, oil that has essential fatty acids, you don't want to heat the fatty acids up too much because then you're losing the benefit. Okay, so, so it's more like a drizzle it on your salad. Yeah, as drizzle it on your it. salad. Add it to your smoothies. Put it in your dips. Um, I mean, a lot of people just have it by the teaspoonful. So like a flaxseed oil kind of thing where it's yeah. a good thing to do for yourself. Yeah, but it's, it tastes a lot nicer. So you can actually use it yeah. in food um, it actually and, has and actually flavor. enjoy it. So it's got almost like a sesame kind of walnut flavor. Oh, really? So oh, I, I do like this that. one, which is really good. So it's miso, um, some apple cider vinegar, hemp seed oil, salt, pepper. It's like okay. a Milo tin. I know. I want to open that. This is and a Milo And a little tin. bit of honey and you just shake that up. <laughs> that sounds actually really good. And it's good. a really awesome dressing. So I'm not very good at cooking. Oh, that's cooking. a dressing. God. Yeah, that's a dressing. I'm, I'm not a cooking. I thought you were making a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also do a slimming blend, which is um, our morning glory mocha. Mm. <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> you almost just necked your beer then. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's got... Uh, raw cacao. We, the reason we call it Morning Glory is it gives you a bit of a kickstart in the morning. So it's mm-hmm. um, got raw cacao, green coffee bean, um, which has been shown to help you increase your metabolism yeah. and break down lipids. Well, it's one of the most common uh, ingredients in any kind of slim fast from any supplement store, right? Absolutely. Your green tea extract and the raspberry yeah. extract for the ketones. Exactly. Um, and MCT oil powder, which is awesome. So that helps to... Um, also increase metabolism and a little bit of cinnamon and monk fruit. So monk fruit is this um, a new, you can't call it a sweetener, that's another food rule, mm. um, but it's 200 times sweeter than sugar, but mm. it's not a synthetic material. It's not an artificial sweetener. It's actually from this um, fruit, which not is fr- quite interesting. Not a fruit made from monks though, I think. <laughs> So yeah. a, a quick. I th- want to try that. I yeah. want to try the slim one. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Honestly, just n- in a smoothie or something. Yeah, in a smoothie. So banana, nut milk, or regular milk, depending on what you prefer, yeah. and and that yeah. is an awesome way to start your day. Yeah. And and a quick aside, and I know mm. Alex and I haven't even talked about this We're behind the brand, and just because you've piqued my interest, being another brand person, what is the what are the kind of these brand philosophies, and what went into your identity? What what does that mean? Because I, as I said to you before you sat down, I realized that was probably your creation. I'm a huge fan of it, and I think you have a really good understanding of uh, your identity, kind of that 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 field you play in. It seems really ownable straight away, and yeah. I think which is which is difficult, especially for something that has a stigma around it. So, talk us through quickly what, what where that came from. Definitely. So, um, Hempel is really all about you know basically the slogan of the brand is worship your body. So, nice. Hempel Temple. Mm. Um, we actually worked really um, closely with a branding agency on it, which was a very cool thing to do because it just got us out of our own head and our own, um, I guess, ideas and, and helped yeah. us to expand and brainstorm and, and co-create something. Um, so hats off to Biggie Smalls for an awesome creative agency in Sydney that we worked with. What a great name again. Yeah, wow. I know. Just a pack of legends. Um and, and really what the brand is all about is just sustainable plant-based nutrition that's really accessible and high quality. So, and obviously Australian. I haven't yeah. articulated that very well. Um, we are obsessed with education and teaching people about what hemp foods are all about and what plant-based nutrition is all about and, and what the sustainable food chain can look like. So um, we've focused a lot of time on working with nutritionists and working with um, – 
yeah, mainly nutritionists, naturopaths, people in the industry to help to show people what they can do on a plant-based diet. And we've got a Hemp Academy part of our um, branding and website, which is a really good resource. Um, we're actually thinking about starting a bit of a podcast as well so that we can talk to people more. We're constantly getting questions about CBD and the whole plant and, and plant-based medicine and things like that. So we want to create a bit of a platform to educate people because there's a lot of bullshit out there and it's very difficult to navigate through, even from the, you know, simple things. So hemp oil in the US is actually CBD oil, whereas in Australia you call hemp oil hemp seed oil. And one is basically like a nutraceutical and the other one is literally a food. So there's a lot of confusion in the market about what hemp is, what CBD is, what's psychoactive, what's not, what has medicinal benefits, what has nutritional benefits. So that's something that we've really um, honed in as a platform and, and through every channel we're trying to educate and help people understand better so that they can make good decisions about nutrition. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's really what we stand for. That's amazing. Not in a nutshell. No, that, that, was that, that, no, no yeah. that that was that was crystal clear, and I think, I think it's great that you know everyone's talking about purpose-built brands and like going about length, but I think there's just interesting that you understand how you're defining that category and what mm. goes into it, and you know, hats off to to all of you for thank you understanding how to unpack that properly because I think yeah. that's going to be that's going to pay off for you when we're creating all of our products. We always in the back of our mind, we're like, how can we bring people a genuinely healthy product? that is going to be one of the best things they put in their mouth that day. You know, what is going to actually genuinely give people a functional benefit for their health? Because, yeah, we're looking at developing bars at the moment and I was talking to Alex just... You mean a hemp bar, hemp bar not an actual drink bar? Oh, I mean, a drink bar would be that would pretty be great. awesome. That, that would be, great. be pretty great. Mm. Um, you could call it like bongs and brews. And, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I asked her. I was like, like a bar? Like a head bar? <laughs> that would be cool. You and I both went to the same yeah. place. It's actually so interesting. We were just in London last week for work and we were looking at um, this vegan restaurant called Pharmacy, like F-A-R-M-C-Y. Nice. And great it's, name. Yeah, Bring and me do, that brand strategist. I, know, <laughs> I will so, hire them on the spot. It's so, brilliant. It's so good. It's actually the best restaurant. Like the food is awesome, but they do what obviously got our attention was they do these CBD cocktails and CBD shots. So you can do a shot of CBD, but it's like a syringe and you put it in a little shot glass. It doesn't have alcohol in it, but it could. Yeah. Um, And it was just a real, like, obviously, again, from like a brand marketing perspective, I was like, that is really cool, you know, just actually taking your branding and putting something that's like a fun experience for people. So. You never know. Might might take that little nugget and yeah. give it our own little twist. And I'd love that. That'd yeah, be great. yeah. That's interesting. We um, yeah. I'm probably giving too much away, but one of the things <laughs> that we really want to do is have a like, not a pop up store, but just get a shop front and just deck it out with cannabis plants. That and just have it like just there. You should do. We've that. got this massive hemp so LED sign. Are allowed to do that in Australia? So you have specific requirements on your hemp license, which can allow you to do specific activity that's mm. all been approved by the regulator. So it's got to be really secure and obviously you can't be growing marijuana or anything mm. like that. But yeah, I mean, you can you can potentially do it. And yeah, we've got this awesome huge hemp LED sign, which is like two metres by two metres. It's currently in my window facing out to Bondi Beach. (laughs) Um, Dedication. Yeah, yeah. living the brand. Living the brand. So if you're driving past Bondi Beach and you happen to notice it, that's my house. Come and and say hello. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we, we... 
we really want to do some more experiential stuff to to get people understanding cannabis and and I think just desensitizing people to it a little yeah. bit because there's so much um, great you know there's great stuff about the plant that people just don't know and and don't think like about a bar where it's like yes. just a forest that's like what forest. I want to yeah, see a forest, a forest of cannabis yeah. plants bucket hats and three quarter pants everywhere I could I could Cypress Hill on all the time yeah yeah bit of smoke dog get a smoke machine in there. No, that kind of goes against the brand. Yeah. Maybe. God, that, it's probably that, getting a little that's bit That's a like, great yeah. brand challenge. <laughs> yeah, great brand challenge. So so you don't become the next SAE Berry. Mm. What are the next? What do, you, what do you kind of see in the future and, and is your... What do you mean by SAE Berry? Because, I mean, they're doing so well. Every time I see one of those big <laughs> flappy flags out somewhere. Uh, yeah. Am I saying it the right way? Because it's not yeah. Asahi, which is the beer. Yeah, no, no. You're saying it's it all correctly. my Australian friends who rocked up to Hong Kong. It's like, can okay, I have an Asahi? Okay. A K. A K. The, my favorite one was I was sitting with a Australian pilot, and he's like, "Can I have some of this Kanawa?" And oh. I went, <laughs> "And that's exactly what I did." I went, "Oh, buddy, <laughs> like don't embarrass me." But Is that it, the same as espresso martinis? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. I mean, for me, we're really obsessed with hemp and cannabis at the moment. I think that what we're banking on is that it's not a fad. Yeah. Um, and we really think that the nutritional benefits stand up so that it it does become as mainstream as something like chia, um, which is also something which is really, really bloody good for you. Um, and it just becomes part of people's everyday routine and lifestyle. So awesome. yeah, for us, I guess that's, that's it. We're really interested in um, CBD is an opportunity, the non-psychoactive um, part of hemp, which has got great, you know, in the US you've got CBD water at the gym. So you walk out wow. of the gym. What? and it really, Yeah. So it's neuroprotective. So when you're working out at the gym and if you're working out really hard, you're not only, um, you know, depending on how hard you're working out, you're obviously tearing muscle and that helps to build new muscle. But you can also be doing a little bit of damage to your nerve endings, which totally. can create damage and, and long-term damage from working out too hard. So there's actually neuroprotective benefits to CBD wow. um, that people in the fitness world are really loving at the moment and, and it's something which they're using as a recovery drink. Wow. So there's so many applications wow. for this stuff and and now that we're looking at other markets where there's CBD is available and, and something which people are having as a nutraceutical or as a supplement, that's, I guess, the next phase for us. Huge. Yeah, I think that's... Um uh, my mind's been blown. For yeah, <laughs> I just I feel like I've learned so much, and we kind of only just scratch the surface. Yeah, I can't wait to see what your business looks like in you know even two years time, let alone five and ten years. Yeah. I think it's just going to be so interesting to watch. And one, the fact that you're you know one of the founders in this space, it's um, congratulations. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. No, that yeah. you know that's yeah, mind blown. Thought I understood. A little bit about this but that's huge oh thank you i yeah. feel I, I thank you for letting me have a chat with you guys about <laughs> this i just love and you just can't shut me up about this stuff Good. so i'm um yeah, yeah. just it's, it's awesome to be able to you know just talk to people and i think that when people do hear about hemp and cannabis and just get a little bit more context and and learn a little bit more their whole mind opens up and then the next thing that you want to do is you just want to get straight on google and learn more and, yeah. and understand more so yeah i 
I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Well, let's definitely have you back. Uh, if you don't start your own podcast, I'm sure Alex and I are happy to talk to you often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, it'd be great to talk to Kate and stuff as well. So Awesome. No, we'd love to do that. Thank you. And if people want to find out a little bit more about mm-hmm. Hempel, how can they find you? So you can just go to www.hempel.com. Um, which is our website, or you can find us on Instagram where we put a whole lot of resources and, and info and delicious recipes in particular. So that's um, my Hempel on Instagram. And I love the Hemp Academy. Yes. Hempel Hemp Hemp Academy on your website. It was great. That's basically like a, a, a blog where you demystify, um, you know, different things that people think they know about hemp and posting different articles. So I thought that was really useful on the website. Yeah, that's a great place to check out if you haven't gone and if you don't know very much about mm. hemp and, and you haven't had a chance to, you know, listen to podcasts like this or find out a little bit more, that's a really good place to start. Everything's really bite-sized. Nothing's more than a five-minute read. So it's a, it's a good place to get started. Well, thank you so much, Georgia. I've loved having you on Maker and Creator. And thank you so much for listening, guys. If you want to share your own creativity with us, drop us a line at our Facebook group, Maker and Creator Pod, or you can tweet Jai or Instagram him. He's over at at Jai Smith or at Double Star Co. And you can find me on most platforms under at Ms. Darlinghurst. Uh, Look, get in contact. Tell us what questions you wish we'd asked, um, anything that may have inspired you, or if you know someone that we should be speaking to here at Maker and Creator, um, drop us a line. We're totally open to suggestions and we'd love to know. But other than that, we'll uh, speak to you next week. Bye.